guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Oh, I gotta say, this is the first time that I've been cold in here. I, I, I looked over her, I said, did you all turn the heat on? She said, I don't know how to turn the heat on. I was like, well, um, this is the first time I actually have a few chills going on right now, but God's good, God is in control, and we are gonna give him the praise and glory this morning because it's not about what I say, it's about what he says. And I will tell you that there's something about baptism day that the enemy just doesn't like. Yeah. Last baptism, you were... She was sick. She couldn't even come over here, remember? I just, I just remembered that. Um, so the enemy does not want us to see new life and new things happen. And all this week, I ain't gonna lie, I felt like doo-doo. Is that a good, better word that we can say? I felt pretty bad. All oh, y'all Joneses, y'all moved over here on this side. What, what are y'all doing? You trying to throw me off this morning? I mean, I get used to everybody sitting in a certain place, but... Um, so, hey, we, we don't need to be, get comfortable in church. I'm telling you, sometimes... If, sometimes if it takes just moving to another place or another season or another, just do it. Get up and do it. But this morning, I am so thankful. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Come on, anybody thankful for Thanksgiving? Oh, man, I am thankful for my, for the last two weeks that we've had two strong women of God in this house. Let's give it up to the strong women of God in this house. Come on. Nicole did an awesome job last week. Pastor Minnie, the week before that, she brought the fire. And I just want to give her, I want to give her kudos this morning. I mean, you all don't know what she does behind the scenes, the million things that she does behind the scenes. So I want to tell you that you've got an awesome woman of God sitting up here on this front row. She cares, she loves deeply. And I just want to give you honor this morning, babe, for, for putting up with me this week too and letting me lay on the couch for a few days. So... Uh, y'all ever get tired of staying in the house? Oh my gosh, I never buy. Saturday, I just said, I'm just gonna go somewhere just so I can drive because I cannot stand staying in this house anymore. But, but I'm so thankful for God. And Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. You know why it is? I love Thanksgiving because you can eat. You got family coming over. Some of y'all might go, oh my gosh, I don't know about that one. But then you can watch football and then you can eat again. And you don't have to buy anybody any presents. Come on, can I get an amen to some of you men in the house? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, it's a day of no guilt. It's a day that you can wear your... I don't wear skinny jeans. I made the mistake of wearing skinny jeans one day, uh, one time to Thanksgiving. And about halfway through, I'm like, y'all didn't see this. My, my button came loose and I was flying out of that thing. But thank God for sweatpants and thank God for no dress code. Uh, you know, thank you that you can just eat and just have fun. But it's not a good day. It's a, it's a, I didn't say it's a, day of, it's a day of no guilt. I didn't say it's a day of no heartburn. Come on. So if y'all got some Rolaids, y'all need to be getting those things out. And now the day after Thanksgiving, that's a total... Oh, help me, y'all. I'm foggy up here this morning, y'all. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, that's a totally other story in itself. You know what that is? That's Black Friday, right? Oh my gosh, I got some crazy people. How many of y'all have stood in line overnight? Oh, there's some people with their hands up in the air. Y'all are crazy. We're gonna have baptism and altar call here in just a little bit, so I, I, we, can, we can get that right out of you. But, 
But shop, shocking, shopping is just, I wrote, ugh, U-G-G-G-G-G-G, exclamation point, exclamation point. It is just ugh to me. And Black Friday shoppers in the house, y'all, I said y'all need some help. But I know why it's called Black Friday, because Black Friday is the equivalent of taking yourself and putting yourself in a room, beating yourself against the wall on all four of ways, and then going ahead and ordering it online. Has anybody in here been in a fight over something that you bought on, on, on Black Friday? Literally have three people that, are, that, that need some anger issues taken care of. We have CR, if you have hang-ups, hook-ups, hang-ups, and hang... She said hook-ups. I said, that would have been something I'd said and I'd have gotten in trouble for it. But, but uh, you know, if you've been in a fight over something, let me tell you, let me just enlighten you on something. In about two weeks, you're going to get it for the same price. See, you're out fighting with everybody, not showing your Christianity, but you're going to get it for the same price. Listen, Thanksgiving is also a time when you travel hundreds of miles to see people you only see once a year. Then you realize that's way too much to see them. Come on, y'all know holidays are coming. You got people in your family that are cray cray. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all got the Cousin Eddies who live in your household, right? If you haven't seen Christmas Vacation, you need to watch it twice because it's hilarious. But we all have those. But I want to tell you something. Life is short. I think you just need to make a call sometime. I think we get so caught up in what, what used to be and what, what... We get so caught up in everything and the hurts that we, we, we forget about people sometimes. So I think a lot of times we just need to make... Um, we're making it a special holiday for Mindy's dad because we don't know if he's going to be around next year. We're praying, hey, listen, he's doing better than anybody thought he would do in the name of Jesus. But we're making a special time to be with him on these holidays because you never know. Life is short. We need to thank God for the people in our lives. And who are some of the people in your life? I kind of wanted us, we've had some heavy stuff over the last probably six or eight weeks with this basic training. I wanted to kind of lighten it up a little bit. I don't know if I am or not, but who are those people in your life? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Is it your family? And it, could it also be those people that have, that have been there to fill in the gaps when other people have let you down? Come on, you got those gap fillers in your life that you need to thank God for. Maybe your mom has not been the best mom or your dad or your parents or your family have let you down. You have people in your life that have filled in the gaps for you. And so many, oh, help me, Jesus. And so many times we forget about those people that God brings into our lives. Grab hold of them. Make a phone call. Give them a text today. Send them some love and they'll know how much you appreciate them. Is it a friend? Is it a teacher? We got some teachers in the house that have impacted people's lives. Any teach? I know we got some teacher Jimmy's in the house. You've impacted people's lives. You got some people out there. You have mentors in your life that you couldn't have went another day without that person in your life. So I'm going to tell you what you do. You need to reach out to them and let them know how much you appreciate them. Thank you. I'm feeling a little bit better, y'all. I'm about to get ready to preach here in a minute. The title, I, do, I will need that water, babe. I, I promise you. The title of my message today, yeah, take the lid off of it. That'd be great. I appreciate it. I am dried up, y'all. I always ask for the water, and then I never drink it. She said, why do you even want the water up there? And you know, well, today it's going to get drank, drunk, whatever. But Thanksgiving Day is a distinctive holiday. It's not a birthday. We're not commemorating a battle. It's simply a day to give thanks. 
Why don't we start this season we're getting ready to go into? So many times we bypass Thanksgiving to get to what? Christmas. Why don't we start this celebration, start this uh, Christmas holiday, and start by being grateful to God? Let's acknowledge him for the gift of Jesus that's coming up in December, whether he was born in December or not. Let's acknowledge him for the gift that was given to us for free and salvation. Jesus, let's be thankful for him and God his favor in your life. Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. It should be a way of life. Let's look at Psalms 92.1 here. <clears throat> it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. Can I just be honest with you? God has been so good to us. We have a lot to be thankful for. In my best Moana voice, I'm going to say, you're welcome. Y'all parents know that, know that movie, you know. Now that we've went around, she'll say thank you to me, and I'll say, you're welcome. It's kind of a little thing we're doing. But I think we need to live in a vein of thanksgiving. We need to live in a vein of saying, God, I am so thankful to you for everything that you've done for me because there's so many things that you could be thankful for. You need to learn to be thankful for God for the things that you do have. And that list may be longer than you think. Maybe you're sitting here trying to count the things up. There are things in your life right now that you could start counting that you can't count up how good God's been. Philippians 4.12 says this. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. And I've learned the very secret to being content in every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or what. I have met people who have had very little in material things. When you looked at their lives around them, you wouldn't think, man, why should they be sent? But there's a joy that they carry. There's a peace that they carry. There is something in them. There is a contentment in their lives because they have found the true thing. Let me just tell you all something. Things won't make you happy because if it did, you'd all be happy. Uh, we have to understand that if we have health this morning, we ought to be happy. If we have peace this morning, we ought to be happy. If we have contentment, we ought to be happy. You never know it by looking at their faces how happy and joyful that they are. So why should we be thankful? Or when should we be thankful, sorry? In the middle, and this is the hard one, in the middle of trials and hard times. Can I just tell y'all something? We live in a very troubled world right now. <sighs> Suicides, overdoses. Just talked to someone yesterday that said that... Uh, there was a person, she just lost her fiance who was coming off of prescription drugs who ended his, life, ended his life this week because he just couldn't take it anymore. Listen, we need hope more than ever. Next week, we're gonna be talking about the hope of the world and how God restores that hope. But we need Jesus to change our mindset. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians. It says this. It says, always be joyful. Pastor, how can I always be joyful? I don't know. The word tells you. Get in, get in the word and you may find out how to be always joyful. Never stop praying. There's one right there. The Bible says pray without ceasing. How do you do that? You're in a mindset of prayer all day long. You may not be walking around on your job. Well, maybe some of us need to be walking around on our job in a mindset of prayer all the time. Maybe you wouldn't be cussing your coworkers out if you're in a mindset of prayer. Can I get an amen on that one? Help me, Lord. I don't cuss any of my coworkers out. I better not. I'm the pastor. But it says, always, oh, help me, Jesus. Never stop praying. 
Be thankful in all circumstances. And I'm gonna talk about this here in just a little bit. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. His will for you is to always be joyful. Have you been walking around with a pruned up sour lemon face and people want to know where you go to church? Don't tell them you go to church, big church. Because that's not how we're supposed to be. Are you walking around and, and instead of praying, you're always complaining? Oh, here we go. But are we thankful no matter what? Perhaps you have lost your job. There are some real things going on in this world. I'm not making light of it at all. Maybe you've lost your job recently. Maybe your health has declined. Angela, it's good to see you in the house this morning. Praise God, we've been praying for you. That's awesome. It's good to see you this morning. Maybe your loved ones have passed on or, or, or maybe you've got some grief in your life. And those are the times that you really have, and those are very difficult. Those are the times you have to know that you are still thankful to God. Let me, let's look at a story here. This is a story of a man who had every right to be bitter, but he wasn't. This man was separated from his friends. He was accused unjustly. He was beaten. Listen, I want you to think about your life as I'm getting ready to read these right here. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was left for dead. He was shipwrecked three times. He was at sea a day and a night. I can't even stand to be in the ocean for more than an hour floating around. A day and a night. He was hungry. He was thirsty. And he was almost forgotten. If anyone had a right to complain, it was this man. And you know what we do on a daily basis? If our cell phone service is not good, we complain. If you get bad service at a restaurant, what are you doing? You're griping at your waitress and your waiter. Oh, Jesus. When we start thinking about the things that we could be grateful for and the things that we complain about, if you went through a lot of these things, right, we would have all would have given up already. But instead of complaints, the apostle Paul, Second greatest preacher in the Bible. He did this. He was, and he wrote this too in a cold, dark, cramped prison cell. Listen to Ephesians five twenty, giving thanks. All you know, he wrote a lot of these messages while he was in while he was in jail. Can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine the the letter we'd be writing? We'd be, come on, y'all, y'all are y'all, your halo is hanging on off your horns this morning. We would be writing a totally different story. But in these books, if you start reading the New Testament and the epistles that Paul wrote, Ephesians said, it says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, think about it. Giving thanks in everything, no matter what the circumstance or the situation. But here's what had happened. He had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving even in the midst of adversity. He had found the key to thankfulness. Listen to what else he writes in Philippians. Don't worry about anything. How many of you worriers are out there? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You know what? What happens? Keys unlock things. What does being thankful unlock? Thankfulness opens up and unlocks your relationship with Jesus. Can I just tell you this right now? When you gave a commitment over to Jesus and you asked him into your heart already, you are part of him. You have a relationship with him, period. End of discussion. 
But what you can do to enhance that relationship is always be in a mindset of praising him, always be in a mindset of thanking him, and it unlocks. Listen, I was thinking about this the other day. How do people make it without God? I'm laying on the couch the other day. And I'm just thanking God. And I started thinking how hopeless this world could be if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. How do they make it? Because there's been times when I, listen, I ain't always been perfect and I don't need no amens from you. I ain't always been perfect. I've, I've not always went the right way or, or, or done the things I'm supposed to do. But let me just tell you something. I have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It don't matter where I've been. He's always been standing there waiting for his arms to open wide to me. And I don't know. If you don't have that relationship this morning, we're going to give an altar call to you. And we're going to allow you to have that relationship with him because I don't know where I'd be. I'm just being real this morning, y'all. I preached a funeral two weeks ago of a 25-year-old. We had another person in their late 30s die because of addiction. When I think about where I should be today, I can't help but get emotional because I should be there. I can't tell you that, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. I don't know where you're going, Holy Spirit. I can't tell you the times that I should not have made it home. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. I can't tell you the times when I don't remember how I made it home. But by God's grace and by his mercy and his love, I don't know what I'd do without him today. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If he's been good to you, come on, y'all. If he's been good to you and you can remember it, Right now, you need to give him praise in this place. <sighs> when I think about, oh, whew, I'm about to get all in the never mind. Let's go. Keys unlock things. Thankfulness unlocks your relationship with him. Gratitude and thankfulness unlock all that God has for you. It unlocks trusting in him more. You know, when you're thankful to him, you're going to trust him with everything that you have. It unlocks your awareness that, listen, God has been with you all day long. It unlocks your purpose. Sometimes, listen, you can't see it when you're in it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When you're going through something, you can't see what God has for you on the other side because you're in the middle of it. All of a sudden, your mind is so polluted and, and you don't really know what to do. But if you'll keep thanking God, and if you'll keep praising God, if you'll keep walking through that thing that you don't know, you don't have the, the answer for, God will finally show you at the very end of it while you walk through it. Your testimony is going to be someone that unlocks somebody's life. CR is going to unlock some lives over here because of you all sitting in this place. It ain't about an organization. It ain't about a church. It's about, he, it's about us who carry everything that we know. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Even if you've not fully experienced your purpose, maybe sometimes I'm still waiting. Keep walking. Amen. I don't see it, God. Keep walking. 
I don't know where I'm going, God. God just said, keep walking. I'm about to show you. Sometimes we stop so close, and I'm guilty of this one. We stop so close. We get right to there and say, I can't go any farther. I don't really want to go any farther. I'm scared to go any farther. God said, if you would have just took that one more step out, I would have shown you. Somebody needs to take a step in baptism today. You didn't sign up for it. You didn't put your name on the list, but God's got your name on the list this morning. Come on, somebody. Why should we be thankful? This is big. And I'm going to thank Pastor Johnny for finding this for me. Hey, credit where credit is due. This is from Forbes magazine. It's a business and industry magazine. And it said seven proven benefits for being grateful. Now, this is a world magazine, right? It says the first one is gratitude opens the door to more relationships. When you're thankful for what you have, God is going to give you more. I don't have any friends. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Be friendly. The Bible says if you don't have any friends, it's because y'all ain't friendly. You need to smile just a little bit. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But added gratitude opens up the door for relationship. Here's what it does. It improves your physical health. Proven your physical health. It improves your psychological health also. It gives you more empathy for others. How many need some empathy for others? Yeah, <laughs> uh, when you're, uh, okay, no, I'm not going to do it to you. Yes, when they're driving, I get, a, uh, coming home from work, I get the lowdown of what the Gene Snyder looks like every single night. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. These people can't drive, they're crazy. I don't know why. And I told her, I said, what, who made you the God of the highway? I said, I told her something the other day. I said, they need to have a special Mindy Lane where just nobody, y'all need one of those too? Come on. You need a special lane where only you can be in that thing. So, but she hasn't found that lane yet, but she's trying in Jesus' name. Here's another thing that gratitude does. It makes you sleep better. It improves your self-esteem and increases your mental strength and reduces stress. How many need to be less stressful in the house today? Then start thanking God for what he's already done. Start thanking him for the benefits that he's given to you, even though you don't see them sometimes. Here's a big one. So if the Worldly Magazine can tell us to be grateful, even more we should be looking at the Word. Come on, we're going to look at Forbes to tell us how to be happy. We need to be looking at the Word of God. Because Psalms 92.2 says this, It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. Listen to me, I'm gonna help somebody out here this morning because I had to start doing this myself. If you start praising God in the day, it will definitely change the way you look at the day. Sometimes you need to get up and say, I am thankful, God, for the simple reason that I am loved. Can I just tell you something? Nowhere does it say, I will, nowhere does God say, I will love you if... Nowhere. Now he says, I will bless you if, there's a condition on that one, but nowhere. The unconditional love of God, can I just tell you, it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around it because I don't understand it. But it's not to be understood because it's not matched by our love because it's, if it was matched by our love, we would, we'd all be in bad shape, right? God would have already said, see ya, Russ. I didn't pick you up for no particular reason. 
But he would have said, see you later to almost all of us in here because how do we love? We love like that. We love with a condition. We love. Oh, I'm preaching better than y'all are giving me credit for. <clears throat> Sorry. His love is unconditional. But we also need to be thankful because we are chosen. Listen to 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation. You need to wrap your mind about chosen. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Bible, King James calls us peculiar. I've been called peculiar and not normal before. He calls us a peculiar people. That you, know, but you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are chosen. And what that means, you've been selected and you've been picked as the best. Somebody might have told you were a certain way. They might have put you on the back burner. They might have put you at the end of the line. But God's here to tell you this morning that you are chosen. You're selected. You're picked as the best. God chose his best. So when he chooses you, he makes you the best. You're not chosen by social status. You're not chosen by race. You're not chosen by gender. You're not chosen by the church you go to. You're chosen by the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross. That's the only two things. You got to also be thankful that you're royalty. <sighs> Y'all ever watch Downton Abbey? No, I haven't either. <laughs> That's awful. I tried to watch it. It was like one, it was boring English royalty stuff. And anyway, but you got to understand you are royalty. You are sitting in here. You are sons and daughters of the king. We walk around here like so many peasants on this earth right now. We need to walk around in the full authority of who we are. We are a child of God. The next time the devil calls you a beggar, you need to say, no, 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 no. I belong in the palace. So many times we walk around here beneath what we are. You're a citizen in heaven, and the Bible says you are seated with him in heavenly places. You're not here in your circumstance. You're not here in big church. You are seated with him in heavenly places. I am going to be so worn out later. You're established. You're set in place. You're no longer aimless and you're no longer an orphan. You are a joint heir with Jesus and you need to be thankful that you are his possession. In that verse, it says he calls his own special people, peculiar people, distinct from someone else. Not normal. As I said, I've been called that by my wife. God has separated us from the rest and he's claimed us as his own. And I got some news for you today. He puts his stamp of approval on you. Somebody sent me a song and I've been listening to it this week. And it says, somewhere in the song it says, God is, he's for you. He, he, he loves you. And I have a, such a hard time sometimes grasping hold of, uh, of what that looks like. But when I wrote this down, he put his stamp of approval on you, knowing you're gonna be a mess up. Yeah. Knowing you're not gonna be perfect. Knowing that you might go the other direction. He put his stamp of approval on you. But here's the good thing about the Holy Spirit. He ain't afraid to go get you. He's had to chase me down. He's had to run me down. He's had to, oh, he's had to go in places I shouldn't have been in. But I'm telling you one thing right now. Once he puts his stamp on you, you are stamped. You can run, but you cannot hide. All right, I'm almost done. 
thankful I am called. He says he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Some of us just need to be thankful. I say this before, if it's free for me, and I ain't gonna say that one. But <laughs> You remember where you were? Thank God you're not there no more. Now, now, are you where you want to be? No. But thank God you're not there anymore. So many times you say you have to repeat something. I have to repeat that to myself sometimes. God, thank you. Uh, Yes, there's things I need to accomplish and do. But God, thank you that I'm not there anymore. Jimmy, you're not there anymore. Thank God. Oh, this morning, God has been so good. The enemy is always trying to remind you. He's always trying to tell you who you were. But a lot of times we just need to tell him whose we are. I wrote here, left out to chosen, worthless to special, a beggar to royalty. And you were called a nobody, but God calls you a one of a kind. You know that? He says you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You know that your DNA nobody else has, your fingerprints no one else has. That must be something pretty special to God to say, walking around going, I know him because I made him. Look what that does when you start the morning out. It sets the stage for the rest of the day. It says your faithfulness in the evening in Psalms. Remember how faithful God is with you every day. And you got to remember that God is with you every single day. You have to look back on the day and the end. The Bible says to praise him in the morning and praise him in the evening. You need to figure out how to do that all during the day for certain things. And here's how you do it in the evening. You start walking and remembering where God has brought you from from the day. There's day-to-day things that God has pulled you through. That sometimes we just go to bed and we totally forget about. I'm going to tell you this much in the next week or two. Start asking the Holy Spirit at night, God, what did you save me from today? What did you keep me from today? What could have been in my place today that could have caused me harm, could have caused me grief, and you put a hedge of protection around me? Let me start seeing that so I can be praising you during the day, so I can get up every morning and say, God, you're with me today, so I can go to bed each night and say, God, thank you that that did not come nigh my dwelling. God has been so good to us, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's There's some people in here that shouldn't be sitting here today. So beginning the day and ending the day, with thankfulness can literally change your life. And speaking of change your life, we're gonna release those that are gonna be baptized now. Come on, as they get ready to get up and... Come on. (coughs) There's something miraculous about to happen in this horse trough of water up here. I guess that's a horse trough, cow trough, whatever. But we need to give thanks for the people who are about to go from life, from death to life. And one thing is, is when you go down in this water, it it symbolizes that you're going down one way. And when you come up, you're coming out into a new life with Jesus Christ. So we need to be cheering for them as they get ready to sing. And then we start baptizing people. I want you to not only, I want you to cheer like there is some life giving up here because there is. I want you to praise God for the life that God has changed in, in them. So I'm going to ask you to get be, don't just be uh, spectators, be participators. Submerging is a symbol of dying to yourself. God's about to do something amazing in this water, and we need to thank, be thankful to him 
for those about to enter into a new life. If y'all would stand with me, please. As I was thinking about the altar call, I just, there was, I really didn't have a whole lot until like yesterday or today. And sometimes we just get so cliche at the altar, we just say, okay, we're gonna raise our hands if you wanna uh, accept Jesus and uh, make a commitment to him. There's nothing, I'm not trying to diminish that at all. I want us to take this time of holy reverence. Let's all bow our heads and let's close our eyes. Let's not look around. And I want us to be thankful that we're loved. I just want us to be thankful that we are chosen. And here's the big thing. I want us to be thankful that we're His. And maybe you've never experienced that relationship. Maybe you've never experienced that commitment to Jesus to say, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I've messed up. I've sinned. But I want to turn that around today. The Bible says this. It says today is the day of salvation. It doesn't say tomorrow. It doesn't say next week. It says today. Because can I be honest with you? You ain't promised tomorrow. Neither one, none of us are. So if you feel like God is tugging your heartstrings, there's prayer team on the left and the right up here. These altars are open as they get ready to sing and start this new celebration of the holiday seasons with a relationship with Jesus. Because let me tell you what, the presents won't, won't, won't benefit you. They won't make you happy. Family will let you down, but Jesus won't. So I'm going to ask you, if you've never made that commitment to Jesus, the altars are open. And if you feel like you just made a commitment in your heart and your mind, just say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sin. I want to start a new life today. And if you know how good God's been, I'm going to ask you in these few moments, and as we get ready to baptize people, be generous in your thanksgiving. Come on, be generous in your praise. God has been so good to you that your hands ought to be lifted up. He's been so good to you that you shouldn't be able to sit in your seat. He's been so good to you. So let's be generous with our praise. And let's be truly thankful for everything he's done. Listen, the Apostle Paul had it all figured out. Thanksgiving wasn't a a, once a year thing to him. It was an everyday thing. All day, every day. 24-7, 24-7, he had, a, he had a praise on his lips. And it was a daily reality that changed his life forever. The pastor, I don't know if I'm the Apostle Paul. <laughs> I'm not the Apostle Paul. But it t- sometimes it just takes a step of faith to say, okay, God, I'm moving towards you. I may not understand everything right now, but I am moving towards you. And that's what the Apostle Paul had to do. Each, oh, y'all think about this. Each and every day he was in that prison cell, he had to to work a little bit harder. It takes some work sometimes to get to the place where God wants you to be. He had to praise him even though he was cold. He had to praise him even though he didn't understand. He had to praise him. Oh, can you think of the uncertainty? God, you called me and now look what I'm going through. Sometimes you've got to thank him and wait on him. 
Jesus is calling. He's calling this morning. Whatever you need from him, if it's baptism after the rest of them that signed up, heck, if it's even before the ones that signed up, it doesn't matter. He's calling to you this morning to make a change. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon. Thank you.